Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this Let's Talk Podcast. It's a joy to have you with us. And uh, I'm here with Pastor Todd Gentleman today, and uh, we're going to talk in just a second about his message this morning. Uh, but first of all, let me just remind you, this is a podcast, and if you have not subscribed yet, let me urge you to do so uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you don't want to miss anything, and uh, you subscribe to it, you'll be notified when there's a new episode out, usually about every Tuesday, I think it is, something like that. And uh, the second thing that that does, it helps us to expand our reach and uh, reach more people. And it also helps when you give us that like or write a review or something like that. Try to be nice. Uh, Pastor Todd, it's good to see you, man. And uh, so Pastor Tim has been taking us through the Bible this year, which is quite a project. Yes. That means that we're not looking at every word of Scripture. We're trying to get the big view. Yeah, thematically. So help help us understand something. I just, I got to know this. I'm yeah. curious. All right. So you get the call from Pastor Tim. Yes. He's like, look, I need for you to cover for me on the 13th of March. Yes. You've got Leviticus. Now, is that is, <laughs> is that kind of like, a, oh boy, I was hoping that I could get Leviticus. Or was that no. a, are you kidding me? Leviticus? Yeah, it, was, it was somewhat just like a big gulp and like, okay, <laughs> like I'm not, we'll figure it out. You know, but uh, yeah, it's not something you're like, man, I can't wait to get to Leviticus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but what you did, you, you cut to chapter 19, first eight verses there. And I, I think that most Bible scholars would think that you hit the mark there where you're saying, this is what Leviticus is all about. It's about God's right. holiness. Yes. And uh, man, that's, uh, but what a, what a challenge. What do you say to John and Susie, church members uh, that are trying to read through the Bible in a year and they come to Leviticus? Is, yeah. is that worth it? How would you encourage them? Yeah. So uh, for me personally, I feel like I've gotten a challenge this year of like, of not leaving things unfinished. Yeah. Um, that I think sometimes we want, <clears throat> even in our scripture reading, you want the big pal aha moment you want the words to jump off the page and i think kind of what god is in our text today is describing as like a relational continual engagement even when it feels maybe monotonous like you're benefiting just by being consistent yeah and so i think you know you may not feel like leviticus chapter three is like your life verse (laughs) (laughs) um but I think we can trust when God says like his word never returns void. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm, I'm God's doing something in me just by engaging with this today. Um, I just heard somebody speak recently that, you know, you go to the gym, uh, you don't run home, look in the mirror and expect results. Right. You go back the next day and you probably won't get results. Then at some point you will get results. Maybe you don't know when, uh, but you do the thing because you know it's what the best thing is for you. Yeah. Um, trusting results will come. Same thing is true for those Old Testament books that feel like they're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like squats. It's like yeah. this feels like it's not doing anything. Yeah. But day by day, you're actually getting stronger, even if you can't see it. And as a reminder, I think what was on Pastor Tim's heart to to engage in the study of the entire Bible, get that big picture, because you really, you totally get lost in Leviticus if you don't understand Hebrews, if you don't understand the New Testament. Yeah. And uh, as he's been reminding us on an almost weekly basis, when you're in a passage like that, 
you're you're needing to look for Jesus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what you took us to this morning. Yeah. And uh, you you mentioned uh A.W. Tozier's book uh, yes. as as you preached this morning. What are some other resources that you might be able to suggest to somebody that wants to go a little deeper? Yes, the three books I read uh in preparation for this um I'll kind of do it like generationally. So I feel like Tozer is probably the furthest back Benny will go. Mm -hmm. You can go back to Augustine if you wanted to go back to some of Augustine's writings on God's holiness. Um, but typically, you know, um, Tozer's a good place to start. Andrew Murray mm -hmm. is also a good one. Um, one of the ones I read for this message was uh, R.C. Sproul, The Holiness yeah, of God. Sure. So R.C. Sproul is kind of like that, be the next generation past Tozer. Yes. And then mo most recently, I think a voice for kind of this generation, um, Jackie Hill Perry. Okay. Just wrote a book called Holier Than Thou, uh, How God's Holiness Helps Us to Trust Him. Mm. And uh, that was really good. So Jamie's a, uh, uh, Jackie is a fellow St. Louisan. Okay. All right. And so um, read that book this week, really enjoyed it. And I think that it's just some updated language. Yeah. Um, kind of a more youthful approach to than, than, R.C. Sproul is a textbook. Yes. Um, Tozer is pastoral. Right. And Jackie is creative. She's a poet. Oh, wow. And That's so it's great. very yeah. poetic. So I think those three books are great to start. Yeah. So Tozer, Sproul, and... Very Jackie. good. And you'd mentioned Murray as well. And, and another pastoral voice yes. that comes in there. Easy yeah. to read. Very easy. Yeah. And so I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah. So one of the things that seemed to be a thread through your entire word this morning was the the, the message that to experience holiness, you have to spend time with the Holy God. Yes. So you're a guy, you, you've got a family, you've got young kids, yeah. you've got a responsible job as one of the teaching pastors, young adult pastor here at Grace Way, which a lot of responsibilities, you got yeah. a side hustle. What does that look? What does that look like in, in the life of Pastor Todd? Yeah, so for me, um, this year has been about maximizing margin. Um, so, uh, for a long time, we had let our kids dictate when we got up, um, and that was not working for our spiritual <laughs> lives. Um, because there's good intentions, I think, with doing some. Bible reading in the evenings, but typically if you have kids, once you put them to bed, you don't want to do anything with your life except sit down and stare into the distance. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, getting up an hour before kids get up mm -hmm. um, has been helpful. Um, having a Bible reading plan that we're doing, I'm doing it with a small group is helpful. Uh, there's accountability there. Yeah. Um, but really it's all about like, where, where do I have margin? And then, um, and I'm just not letting anything get, uh, be unfinished. Yeah. So it's just been a commitment to myself and saying like, Hey, even when it doesn't feel like it's helping me, it is helping me. Yeah. So, um, I think maximizing margin, if you're busy, um, I, I bought some nice headphones because when I'm driving, I can play my Bible app or worship music sure. or whatever. And I just like, that's what I engage with. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of things I can waste my time. Uh, listening to or being entertained by, yeah. but even the books that I'm reading, I'm typically listening to them. Yeah. Um, you know, as I'm in between responsibilities, sure. I have to maximize that margin. Yeah, that's that's good. Good good practical advice yeah. for people. Uh, when when you were talking about it, you gave some practical advice this morning. You said that we we 
we become like what we behold. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to become more holy, uh, you need to spend time with the Holy God. You need to spend time in the scriptures. Yes. And you said something else that I thought was really good. You said you need to spend time with holy people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How does, how does I that I almost, I mean, not to be like heretical, I think it's very important that you spend time in God's word and in prayer and in worship. But I, you can do that with other people. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, the majority of our time with God should be spent with other people. Um, I think he writes his book to us that way, to be read in front of other people mm. in groups. Yeah. Um, I think we have, you see personal time between Jesus and, and the Lord in the scriptures, but I think we in the West have magnified personal relationship with God. Right. And it's like, man, it just seems like most of the scripture is communal. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, you got to spend time in God's word. You can't have, you can't get holy without the holy word. You can't get holy without holy worship. You can't get holy without holy prayer. Yeah. But without holy people, they provide the accountability for almost all that other stuff. Yeah. So like left to yourself, you will not do that. Left right. to yourself, word, worship, and prayer, they fall to the wayside unless you have a holy person saying, how's your Bible reading going? How's your prayer life? How Holy people help you to pursue holiness everywhere else. Right. So I really think that that element, you know, undergirds. That's, that's fascinating. I think I think that's very interesting and very true. You know, in, in modern English, we don't have the ability to distinguish between you singular and you plural. Unless we're talking yeah. informally, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, as one who reads the Bible in a couple of other languages, there are languages that do distinguish mm -hmm. between the plural and the singular. Yeah. And when you read through the New Testament, most of the yous are y'alls. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. not you singular. You, yeah, it's you That's all. That's such, such an important point that you, you can become holier by spending time with holy people. Yeah. And so much of what we do, I think we spend time with people who are either toxic or perhaps not as holy. Yeah. And I think when we, when we think holy people, I think one of the, the points of today is getting our minds. Holiness isn't, isn't necessarily an activity yeah. uh, or an action. Right. It is an activity. And like that person's been with the Lord. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they are the most accomplished person. They, you know. Um, it just means like they spend time with the Lord. You try so work that for us a little bit because that's, yeah. that's such an important thing. We, you, you talked earlier about the, the book with trying to modernize the language a little bit, but there's some words in Scripture like holy that are just holy. Yeah, <laughs> and and they mean that. So modernize the concept of that. What does it mean to be holy? Yeah, so I think that um, you know to be holy means to be set apart. It means that you you don't engage in the things that the world around you says you ought to be engaged in. You engage in the things that God calls you to. Yeah. That God purposes for you. Um, and so, but we in the church have made holiness kind of a display. Yeah. Yeah. We act holy. We, we talk. And I mean, Jesus speaks directly against like, don't pray. When you pray, don't like pray like the Pharisees who for all their words, mm -hmm. you know, don't get heard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your prayer should be, genuine and authentic so i think that you know seeing our holiness personal holiness is being set apart meaning like i'm i'm different the god that i follow is different and better he's calling me to be different too different than the world around me different thing different than the things i see in the culture um tozer said something else like you know worship god 
once a week and no one will think anything of it. Worship God seven days a week and you'll be considered odd. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that there's like this Christian life is authentically who you are. It's just a part of your everyday life. Um, I don't engage in the things that I used to because God's doing something in me. And that's not to position myself over and above anybody else. It actually humbles me that this holy God would actually engage with me. That's why, why I talked about you know, this it, God's holiness is put on display throughout the whole story we've been going through so far. Right. Um, and then he speaks. And then he, you know, he he wants to interact. Like there's this, so that's hard to understand this God who's far off also comes down low. It, it, it is hard to understand, but you used a phrase that uh, that I picked up on this morning. You, you said that we are holy, but not yet holy. Yes. Amplify that a little bit. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's like a theological phrase that gets thrown around in seminaries and whatnot mm -hmm. um, already, but not yet. So um, we're in through our relationship with Christ. We're already saved. Yeah. Um, but we're not yet saved because yeah. we, we're still here in the flesh. We're not with God. So we're already saved. Uh, from the power of sin, but we're not yet saved from the presence of sin. Um, and that applies to multiple things in the Christian life. Holiness is one of them. Um, the moment you place your faith in Jesus, he makes you holy before God. Yeah. Because Jesus is holy and you've been covered by his blood, adopted into the family of God because of him. So when God looks at you, he sees a holy, he sees a holy person. Um, however, in this life, there are unholy things in us. Um, that don't change how God sees us, yeah. but do change the impact that we can have for God and the intimacy that we can have with God. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the, say a new believer, somebody yeah. that, that hasn't learned the Christian lingo, somebody that, you know, they, they look at other believers who maybe are spouting off all these Bible verses by memory and, yeah. and, and all that. But what, what I'm hearing you say is you can be a brand new believer and you're still holy. Yeah. Immediately. Exactly. Like, and, and in a moment, you have gone from unholy to holy because of Jesus. Yeah. And and but I think what where I've blown <laughs> where I've blown it in the past and where Christians blow it is we attribute our momentary holiness to Jesus. Yeah. And then we attribute our ongoing sanctification to our efforts. Yeah, and, and that's so important. You, I, we were joking just before we uh, went on the air here about your cherry red Ford pickup <laughs> and getting stuck in the mud. Yeah. And no matter whether you put it in reverse or drive, the more you pressed on the gas, the deeper you got stuck. Yes. And then you made the application to holiness work yeah. that for us. Yeah. So um, I was just, you know, I'm always thinking about how to communicate something in a way that I would want to have it communicated to me. I got to understand it and right. put some handlebars on a big idea. Holiness is a big idea. And because it's so big, we don't spend time in it. Right. And so it's like, well, how can I get this into bite-sized pieces? And one of them was, I just thought about when I was young and I had a pickup truck and I wanted to go through the mud and get dirty and waste some gas, you know, and have some fun. Uh, but my car didn't have the power to really do that. I had a two-wheel drive, not a four-wheel drive. And so the moment I hit the mud, I sunk. I didn't plow through it. <laughs> I didn't power through it. I wasn't going, you know, the, the, the speed didn't matter. And uh, so you start to freak out. You know, like I have to get out of the situation. And the moment I'm like, okay, I can get out of this if I just, you know, use what power I have right. to go backwards, maybe forwards, can't go side to side. 
So just trying to figure it out. And I realized as the water began to seep under my doors that I needed something more powerful than I had to get me out of the situation I was in. Luckily, I had a friend I could call um, who had a vehicle that was made for that, you know. And so I thought about that with holiness. I was like, man, it seems like when God says, be holy as I am holy, sandwiched between the law and the sacrificial system, he's kind of saying, you don't have the power to do what I'm asking you to do. You can try to go backwards, forward. You can try to act right, right, which is going forward, power to act right. Or you can sacrifice and sacrifice, which is reverse. Right. Back myself out of the situation. But both ways are going to get you deeper into your your situation. And so it's a sh- it's shadowing the holiness of God through the Holy One of God, through Jesus coming, who's built just to get us out of pits. Yeah, like he's built to get us out of the pit. And so um, God, in our, his call to holiness is not saying exert your power to go forward or backwards. He's saying call the only person who can get you out of your situation. Call the Holy One if you want to get holy. And so I think that as I read Leviticus, I'm like, well, God keep in when, I mean, the whole story of the Old Testament is God saying, like Pastor Tim said a few weeks ago, as soon as they cross um, the Red Sea, God's like, okay, here's how you build the tabernacle. Basically, like, here's, how I get, here's how you get close to me. Yeah. I feel like in Leviticus, again, he's saying, hey, here's the law. Here's the sacrificial system. And but I need, I'm doing this to get you close to me. Right. So it's just it, the whole time I'm like, man, this is all about relationship. Yeah. That was another point you made. And I, I, I love the illustration that you used about getting stuck in the mud because yeah. it takes the, it takes the pressure off of us. What do I have to do to be holy? And, and the, the answer that you're telling us is you don't do anything. <laughs> it's all a matter of the relationship that we yeah. have with the one who is holy. He can pull you out. A, exactly. Yeah. He can pull you out of whatever situation. Yeah. I love that. Well, that's probably a, a good spot for us to, to leave it today. But man, what uh, uh, what a challenge. You were up to the challenge. Thank, Thank you for you. that. Thank to you. be able to focus us through a book like Leviticus on what we should be focused on. Yes, sir. Because it's so easy to get lost in the weeds in a book like that. And then yes. you get discouraged and like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this idea of reading through the Bible. <laughs> I'll keep going. Keep going. Keep it's, going, right. It's, it's yeah. paying dividends. Keep doing those squats. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Pastor Todd, thank you for that, and thank you for joining with us today. And just another reminder, uh, you can find us, uh, Let's Talk, anywhere that you get your podcast, Google, Spotify, Apple, you name it. And uh, and when you do, uh, be sure to subscribe so that you can keep up with us on a regular basis. Uh, give us a nice review, if you would, and help us to reach other people. Maybe even send a link to some friends and family, and we'll look to see you right here next time. Thanks for tuning into the Graceway Experience. Hope we can talk again sometime.